1: All right, good to have you back with us from Media Row here in Boston at the Weston Hotel in Copley Place if you're ever in Beantown Great Hotel. site of the 124th Army Navy game presented by USAA thanks to everybody who has made this uh, possible. Maddie ice back at home in our DC 980 studios. Troy and Cliff here on site. Uh, Troy was with us last year. In Philly, and he's made the sojourn up here to Boston as we have, uh, and um, don't take it out on him. He's, you know, again, an Eagles fan. There's just, you know, like, you know, he's all right. He's good people. He's good people. I, I'm not like that, anyway. I, you know, I, I treat everybody the same. If I mean, you're good I to choose me- to go to a couple of road games, and people <laughs> think I'm insane. Why did you cut that up? I am insane. I don't need to go to road games for people to think I'm insane. And they're probably right. (laughs) Uh, Troy doesn't know this story. Uh, This was the story of how earlier this year when the Commanders played in Philadelphia Week 4, I left my house in Northern Virginia near Dulles Airport at uh, 930 for a 1 o'clock game. GPS said 1135 arrival. I showed up at 1:45. There was a huge bus fire in Maryland. The traffic around, like within 10 miles of uh, Lincoln Financial Field was bumper to bumper. It was just, just awful. And people complain about FedEx Field, and they, I, FedEx Field is not fun. It was a nightmare. And then I had a similar nightmare getting to MetLife Stadium. That was a little bit more my fault, but not exactly. The point of the matter is, is don't do road games if you want to actually make it to the game on time. Yes, I am crowing about my adventures. Wait till you hear some of the stories I have later on. Let's get to our buddy Sean in Connecticut, who I'm going to uh, hang out with a little bit tomorrow at Gillette Stadium for the Army Navy game. His family is Army. What's up, Sean? How are you, pal?
2: I'm doing great, Chris. It's always Army Navy weekend, always, it's, it's always one of the best times of the year, um, especially when your professional team especially when your professional team is not worth talking about. So, yeah, <sighs> you can I, I'm, say that. I'm really looking forward to it. Um, and I just, I, I was trying to think of a way to describe and explain the game and how it is to be there to people that have never been or don't know much about it. It's like, so I was at the week one game because I, I, I just, I knew that I would have regretted not going because of everything that happened this off season. I, I and I've been to, like, I've been to away games. Like, I've been to a Broncos game. They have a very healthy, devoted fan base. And so I bet – and these games, they're, like, a slight sliver. Like, the week one uh, Commander's home, home opener was just a tiny bit, like, an eighth special of what it feels like to be at the Army-Navy game. Like, the Army – it's just it, – it's indescribable because I, I – for the last – Hour, I've been trying to think of a good analogy, a good way to describe it, and I just say for anybody that, just go. Like you just have to go to get Mm -hmm. the idea of what I'm talking about. Even if you don't have big military ties, it's it's the best game of the year. And I see all these posts. It's like, oh, the best college football rivalries, and some of them don't put Army Navy up there, and like you just have no idea what you're talking about. Because although I. The first, I've been going every year since I was four. I'm 21 years old. So 17 years besides 2020 because of COVID. I grew up, I would say probably the first eight or ten games I went to, Navy won every single game. And so I grew up as a kid walking out of these stadiums crying because I just wanted to see Army win one single time. Mm -hmm. And... This game means more to me and everybody there than any NFL game or any Commanders game I'll ever go to. Because although I absolutely hate Navy football, I, I, I hate Navy football more than the Eagles and the Cowboys easily. But I also have all the respect in the world for them. And there's just no other game like it. The atmosphere, the flyovers. The um the parachute the guys that parachute in the marching onto the field the tailgating everything there's nothing like it you have to go to experience it to see what I'm talking about and all I know is tomorrow my Army Black Knights are gonna sink some ships, get the W send Navy back to Annapolis all sad and continue I think they've lost I think they've won five out of the last seven so we're gonna continue that and I'm not gonna I even if they like. I'm never going to feel like I was that kid walking out of the stadium crying because Army couldn't win a game because I'm not going to have to worry about that tomorrow because they're going to get the win, and we're not going to have to worry about it. Great day day for Black Knight fans and for America. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to see you, Chris. Thank you. Have a great day. Atta
1: boy, Sean. I love the enthusiasm. Look forward to meeting up with you and your fam uh, tomorrow for a little bit. Let's get to uh, – uh, is it Eddie, right? Is Eddie with us? Yeah. Uh, Eddie is with us here before we get to Keenan Reynolds in just a little bit. What's up, Eddie? How are you?
3: Great, man. You're having a great show, man. I'm loving all the other guys. Thank you. Football talk is amazing, Appreciate man. I love you. that. Um, so, yeah, so I called in about the, what, what was reported about the uh, with the yeah. commanders moving their um, – <clears throat> So my, my, my whole thing is that so obviously Josh Harris is a businessman. He got 13 new, um, what was it? 13 new sponsors to help him out. Now he's moving that so we can get suites for more tickets. So he's doing things that are smart as a businessman. You know, I'm a businessman. I'm I, I sell for a living. So I know I know what he's doing. is smart, but um, I want I want to know how long is it going to be? Is it going to be a two year, three year, six year thing that he's going to be doing this? Because remember the Sixers took them about four years for them to even be competitive. Mm-hmm. Four long years of just nothing. And I I, I wanna see his, his 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 football strategy. Not necessarily like you said, it doesn't matter where they're gonna be at. Well not, we're gonna see his football
1: strategy and starting in about a month, right? I, I mean that, that I, I mean we'll have to wait for the results but we're going to see the strategy or the vision for that in about a month or starting in about a month, right? The business operations yeah. have been long underway. So, you know, it's just a matter of striking that right balance.
3: Right. You know? And and, and, that's, and that's my question to you is, what is it that you think is, how is it do you think his business brain works with his sports brain? How do you think they're going to mix? Because, you know, the last owner had all the money in the world, too, but it had, had rocks for brains when it came to you know how to operate the, the football so, operations.
1: So I don't know how to properly answer this question, but the best way I can th- I think I can go about it is I would be stunned if you see a a a exactly similar you know or not exactly similar. Um, if you see a situation. The like Bill Belichick. Well, no, uh, with, meaning with. with what happened in Philadelphia in the NBA? Uh, what do they call that—the project oh, okay, or the fair. process or whatever? The like, process, I, yeah. I, I would be stunned if like you see something like that. Like, like the NFL just shouldn't and doesn't work that way, right? Um, so, exactly. But yep. what what I think what I think is. What I've been told by people is that he does want to find, like, a younger GM and a younger coach to kind of marry together mm. and hopefully grow for 15 to 20 years. Now, whether that happens or not, I mean, who knows? Uh, and and it's more True. likely to be a veteran coach than, than uh, you know, a young, young, young coach like a Bobby Slowick or even, uh, you know, a... Um, uh, 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 the the guy in Ben Johnson. In, in, in ben Johnson. I couldn't think of his first name. Ben mm-hmm. Johnson. Right. So you know,
3: no, no one should. But, no, but, no one should but, know his name. That's why.
1: <laughs> yeah. But that's. But but. That I think his vision is, ideally, if he can find somebody that is 40-ish, give or take a couple of years on either side, and build them together and have them grow together, kind of like what his NFL experience is, right? Everybody wants to talk about what he did in Philadelphia, what he did in New Jersey. Well, think about it. He was a 5% minority owner in the Pittsburgh Steelers the last couple of years, right? I don't know if he's officially divested of, of, of that yet. They, they give him time to do that and all that stuff think about what he grew up in or what his experience in the NFL is. It's Mike Tomlin. It's the Rooneys. It's, Oh, yeah, um, you know, they, they had uh, Kevin Colbert until he retired. And I forgot the new GM's name or not so new, but, but that, that's the, that's what his NFL roots are. So I think that's, you know, like if I had to say one name who would be the potential GM, it would be uh, this guy, Andy, I, I think Wydell was how you say his last name. He's like the assistant GM in Pittsburgh. Like if I had to guess, mm. it's going to be something along those lines. Uh, again, that's a weak guess, but that's, you know, a, a just it. I appreciate you. I gotta let you run because we got to take Thank the time you, out. A uh, because we have uh, and I appreciate the nice words. Uh Keenan Reynolds is expected to join us in just a wee little bit, our final guest of the day, that as far as we know. We're with you until four o'clock right here, USAA Media Row in Boston for the one hundred and twenty-fourth Army Navy game on a football Friday on the Team 980. It's driven by your local Honda dealer, experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda C, your local Honda dealer, back in a flash on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app Once again, it is a football Friday on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, driven by your local Honda dealer. Experience power, performance, and ruggedness with Honda. See your local Honda dealer. We are continuing our number three from Media Row here in Boston for the 124th Army-Navy game presented by USAA. And right now we have the awesome privilege to have one from both sides. Look, sometimes you have to choose from ILA, and I- we get the pleasure of both we get two guys who played one at navy one at army who did awesome things and who are doing awesome things uh in uh in in their life as all we've had keenan reynolds on before everybody knows what keenan did at navy and two army no offense <laughs> and now we have alex Moore, uh, a former football co-captain for uh the army black knights and is currently serving uh in the army still uh gentlemen thank you so much uh for your time and appreciate you welcome to the media row here in austin thanks for having us um so i have tried to explain for those that have not been to an army navy game and i just went to my first one two years ago in new york and went last year in philadelphia i know we've had i think both years we've had you on keenan um what the pageantry is like what the feeling is like and why it's beyond just a football game which i think everybody knows but from two guys that have played in it and have been such a part of your blood and your culture if you will. How would you guys describe it? I, I guess we'll go Keenan first, and then we'll yeah. go Alex after that.
5: Yeah, so I think, you know, you try to block it out as a player. Because like, mm-hmm. everybody is well aware of all of this. you got the media day, you know, the trophies on the line. You, you, you're showing up, you know, Thursday night for the games. You're in a pro stadium. It's sold out. It's always sold out. Only game on TV. There's, like, vectors everywhere coming at you that let you know how big of a game this is. you got people – who are out in the fleet, people who are deployed in the Army that are like they got, you know, beat Army flags hanging up or whatever. And so uh, I think it's just like you, you realize, you feel how important it is to both institutions. And then at the same time, you're trying to figure out, OK, how do I just focus on mm-hmm. playing the game and mm-hmm. not let all of this kind of like make me try too hard?
4: Yep, absolutely on that one. I mean, for the players, it, it, the whole thing is – Staying focused about, you know, what's my next assignment? What do I need to do from film study? What do I need to do as we get up there and practice, going through those fundamentals, that last piece and everything, too. So I think it's keeping calm, keeping your head cool, you know, and especially I think one of the other things, too, you know, being an upperclassman, helping out those plebes, those freshmen that have never gone through a game before a little bit, you know, making sure that, if they are playing, making sure they stay grounded, don't get too lost up in the moment. You know, don't watch the spirit ads. Make sure you focus on what your job is.
1: How much do you guys each miss playing in in, in this game? And 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 when we get to Gillette Stadium tomorrow, like what I I guess what comes. You know, running through your your memory banks, if you will.
4: Oh, yeah. And on that one, you know, I miss it all the time on that one, too. And it it was just such an honor to be able to play in it for four years, Uh, you know, to be able to suit up, to go out there. Uh, We won my junior year, so that's obviously a highlight for me. But every time going back to the stadium, I think you still get the same feeling of of getting off the bus, going into the locker room, you know, getting taped up, doing your preparation for the game. Although, and then it's kind of like, you know, well, you're not playing on this when you're watching, so it's just living vicariously through those on the field.
1: Keenan, before you answer, is is it different for both of you guys – Going against Army, Navy, Navy, Army versus like the other commander in chief game against the Air Force. Like how how much different do you remember things being?
5: Yeah. No. I, so um, I think the Air Force game is is certainly a big deal. Right. Because mm-hmm. there's both all three academies are vying for that commander in Chief's trophy. And you have to you got to win two. Sure. To to win it out. Right. Right. So I think. We certainly take it seriously, but it's earlier in the season. It's kind of nested. You got a right. game before, a game after. So it's like, oh, here's Air Force Week. It's a huge game, but you know, we, uh, Army and Air Force just started kind of playing at different like pro stadiums. But like we always just play Air Force either in Annapolis or out in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's almost like another game. You realize how big it is. It's another game, but I, I I would contend that I think Alex would agree that it doesn't even compare. Like it's a big game. Don't get it. I'm not like minimalizing that. Like it's huge, right? We're trying to win a trophy. We got to beat Air Force. But this game, is, it's in a league of its own. It's in a class of its own. It just its totally different, right? Like, you, we, we show up on campus, we're saying beat Army. You know, beat Air Force, yeah, we want to beat them. But, like, we're saying beat Army. Like, that's what we're thinking right.
1: about. Right. Um, and, and, Alex, you said you won in your junior year. Um, you were undefeated.
5: <laughs> I'm glad you reminded. <laughs> I've been reminding them all day. And
1: you set a million yeah. records, right, for anybody that doesn't remember how great you were. H- how do you keep all that? How did you keep all that in perspective when you were going through it, and then, you know, in, in days after, in years afterwards? Like, I mean, you in this rivalry, like, not that others weren't the man, but you were kind of the man.
5: You know, I think it's all about football's a team sport, right? So like, individual awards, that's just kind of a byproduct mm-hmm. of the game. But like, ultimately, you're known for did you win, did you lose, right? Like, you could have a million touchdowns and be and never have won a game, or mm-hmm. I could be Owen. Over and never wanted you know CIC and it wouldn't even matter how you know how good I did on the field so like I think ultimately it's all about how your team is how your team played the success you had as a team like and and the by and you know to younger players like the byproduct of a good team is like individual recognition like you're gonna be recognized if you're a good player on a good team but it's really really hard when. You know, if if your team isn't playing well, but you're doing outstanding, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. you definitely can get lost in the shuffle. So I think that's just kind of reflective of just life in general, right? Like, you can't roll through this life solo. And you learn that as an officer in the military. You learn that in the business. You learn that with your family like it takes a, it takes people around you to have success in anything you got to work together you got to have a team atmosphere and there's I think there's really no better place to kind of highlight that than at the service academies
1: that's the voice of Keenan Reynolds of course Alex Moore with us played for the army of course Keenan played for the naval academy um, so i wanted to ask both of you guys this uh you know in Washington where i'm broadcasting you know we're going through a a a Difficult, another difficult year. Go figure. And, and there's a lot of, um, I guess, back and forth about Eric Bieniemy's style and how hard of a coach he is, and and some of the players don't like it. When you, when you guys are playing again for Army and Navy, is, is there, is there any thought to? to not liking what a coach said, like, how did you kind of deal with coaching? How did you absorb it? How did you realize that it was going to make you better? Or because of the military um, connection, you're already used to that kind of world, if you will. I don't know if I'm asking the right question, but.
4: No, absolutely. It makes sense. And I think it's, you know, coming at it from a service academy perspective in, you know, what we go through in the training in the summer and really kind of the military bringing you in, breaking you down to build you back up, you know, in somewhat of a uniformity. piece. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we had some hard coaches. I never minded it because, you know, they wouldn't be hard on me if they didn't care. And I think it's in one of those ones where you see, you know, a coach that really cares, is very passionate, is mm-hmm. going to drive to get the most they can out of a player. And some players respond well to that and some don't. And I think it's, it's obviously, you know, some of the same things, too, being a leader in different, you know, settings in the military, in corporate America, what's going to be the approach that works best with your team? So I think it, it does have to be tempered and tailored sometimes. But, you know, personally for me, I never minded the hard coach.
5: Yeah, I definitely would agree about like just the nature of the service academies and the naval academy from my experience of like you're gonna deal with those 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 officers or leaders that you may not be great fans of, but it's just part of the you know, part of part of the process. I think from a coaching perspective, the thing that I always wanted as a player is just shoot me straight, whether it's good or bad. Mm-hmm. I can accept the coaching. Just you know, don't you know, don't give me to run around, just shoot me straight. And I think I, I was always very fortunate to have coaches that, that definitely, you know, were honest with me and I felt um especially critical especially once I started having some success playing like to try to keep me grounded um and keep me focused on you know getting always getting better but I think in the case of what you're describing ultimately as a player if you ask yourself you know does this coach tell me the truth is he you know supportive when I'm doing well is he corrective when I'm not doing you know when I'm when i'm making mistakes you know is he is he looking at you know how can i make this person a better player i think those are the type of questions you got to be able to answer regardless of the style whether he's brash whether mm-hmm. he's quiet you know whether he'll call you out in front of everybody i think all coaches kind of have their own little uh their style and how they how they want to choose to do things and you know obviously in the nfl you got grown men so they everybody kind of takes that differently they feel a different way about it
1: all right last thing for you guys uh you- next year in Washington, D.C., where we're broadcasting, of course, on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. Uh, So looking forward to that, and also you guys are we're in the same, ja- different types, Jack, what, what's, the, what's the deal here?
4: So, yeah, so we both work for Palantir Technologies, right. a phenomenal uh, com- phenomenal company that really supports, you know, our nation's warriors, soldiers, sailors, airmen, Marines. So we're looking forward. Our offices are actually based out of Washington, D.C. So it'll be great. You know, Palantir will continue to be the game software sponsor. But we're both really blessed to work for a company that honestly puts the mission first, puts the warfighters first, enables us to both do our reserve duty uh, and really kind of gives back on that one. Yeah. So excited for it.
1: Uh, that's awesome. Palantir. Uh, uh, did some work last year uh, with them, so uh, great for um, uh, to get a word in on them and obviously at the home headquarters the next year, again, in Washington, D.C., and at FedEx Field. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Have a great time at the game. Uh, I would say go Army, go Navy. How about this? Go Army, Navy. <laughs> okay? I appreciate you guys uh, for joining us uh, here at the set. Thank you. Thank you. That is Kenan Reynolds and, of course, Alex Moore for joining us, one on each side, and we appreciate their time. Coming up on 3.30 right here on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app, we'll do a quick trending alert, and then we'll come on back with some of my stories of woe from here in Boston. (laughs) And then dum-dum of the day, we'll wrap up the show right here on a football Friday on the Team 980. All right, we'll make this quick. Wizards back in action tonight, 7.30 against the Brooklyn Nets at Barclays Center. Caps coming off a shootout overtime loss against the Dallas Stars. Isaiah Pacheco out for the Kansas City Chiefs against the Buffalo Bills with a shoulder injury. Still no word from Cleveland on whether Joe Flacco will start his second consecutive game for the Cleveland Browns. And next week's opponent for the Commanders when they return from the bye week. The LA Rams in Baltimore this weekend as the Ravens come off of their buy, and that's what's trending. All right, we are coming down the home stretch here of the final, oh, 22 minutes or so of the radio showgram from here in Boston. And media row for the 124th Army-Navy game. Hope you enjoyed the conversation that uh, we just had with Keenan Reynolds uh, and uh, also Alex Moore, who's still... Current army officer uh, played for the Army Black Knights and of course the Navy Midshipman and Kenan Reynolds and what he did and of course you know what he did in the NFL uh, and um, it, you know in his post-playing career but mostly what he did uh, at Navy so a good little conversation uh, there as well Matt Burke Joanne Drusy Ross Tucker Hugh Douglas earlier uh, in the show good spots there if you missed any of it hit the Odyssey Rewind feature. And you can get that on the Team 980 on the Odyssey app, or you can go to the Team980.com. That's the Team980.com and go to the podcast section. Maddie's got it all isolated and carved up for you uh, as well. All right, now it is time to tell a couple of stories because what road trip would be without a couple of stories? Uh, so, Maddie, uh, come on the, the the mic here so you can react in real time. I'm here. And Troy is hearing some of this. Uh, for the first time as well. Uh, so last night I got in, uh, and, you know, I got into Logan international airport, a 10, uh, you know, chauffeured car service, thanks to USA, a over right. The streets are empty. And I'm like, so where is everybody? Are they watching the, uh, are they watching the, uh, New England Patriots not be able to score a touchdown? And little do I know, like the game's already going on at this point, right? It's an A 15 kickoff. They're kicking the Steelers' uh, ass and going up and down the field and dragging them over the goal line like Eric Biennami wants to do to everybody, right? Uh, so, mistake number one, um, disputing or uh, not trusting, I guess, the Patriots to respond. Who could blame me, right? So then we get to the hotel, and it takes me literally a half an hour to fit once I check in, whatever, to figure out the internet, right? Because the guy said, Yeah, just go to the wireless. He didn't give me anything. I said, I hard could this be well it was just a zoo trying to get connected onto the internet can i I pause you
6: for a second yes i like the fact that your story so far has everything going okay and good for you until it's on your own to try and figure something out when you're you're fine with the transit your flight was fine getting to the hotel was fine it's the moment that you had to do something that things went south
1: Well, see, not exactly because, I I mean, to be fair to me, and, of course, I I only care about me, I did did get my ass uh, from the radio station to Ronald Reagan National Airport in one piece and then to Boston. And I flapped my wings the whole time when we were in the airplane. I am who kept the airplane going.
6: I'm sure your neighbors just love that one.
1: Yes. So then, anyway... Uh, so then I had great dinner here uh, at a restaurant inside the hotel, right? Uh, finally got my my clam chowder, uh, and I don't know how many clams it was, but it was a really good cup of uh, bowl of chowder. It was really, 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 really good, uh, and had a great dinner, right? So then um, this morning I wake up and I'm charging my computer overnight, okay? And this is where I'm going to get to the story. I I wake up 7 o'clock. I was up half the night, whatever. Wake up 7 o'clock, going to get a little work done um, and prepare for an interview and prepare for the show. And my computer charger's is not working. I switch the plug and it's not working. It was working yesterday at the radio station. It has been in my bag. It had not been touched. Nobody was in my room.
6: Are you sure that the port that connects to the brick is fully plugged in?
1: Yes, I have tried it 185 times. Okay. I've tried different outlets. I've tried down here. I've tried in my hotel room. I've tried everywhere. It's dead. It's not working.
6: Classic rooster. So
1: yes. So now a laptop that was working yesterday at 4 o'clock when I left, or 4.30 when I left the radio station, not working when I wake up this morning. Okay. So I have no computer. Then on top of that, I go to, I shave, go to take a shower. The shower's not working. I can't get the shower to turn on. I'm sitting there, and I'm turning every dial. They've got this wackadoo system. I don't know what it was. The whole, like, front plate, they had to send a mechanic up. Eventually, he got it working. It it cost me 25 minutes. I was late to the breakfast that USAA has, uh, you know, for us. They do a wonderful job, all that. Of course, fashionably late, like the rooster always is. Uh, I walk in 10 minutes late because of this. So Question for you. Uh-huh.
6: At breakfast, did you bring your suitcase with you so that everybody I- could see you walking into the breakfast fashionably <laughs> no. late?
1: No, 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 no. I, that's no, a no.
6: roosterism. I'm just checking. I want to get the full story straight.
1: Well, wait a second. Now you're going to get a little bit more of the story, okay? So now, mind you, my day is off to a glorious start again. No computer. Uh, I, I'm late for breakfast because of the stupid shower. Uh, I eventually shower, which was a good thing because, boy, did I smell like a billy goat. Woo! Woo! I mean, man alive! Anyway, get back to my hotel room, and again, I I I have a nine thirty interview with Montez Ford Ford of the WWE, uh, part of the Street Profits, right? They are in Providence, Rhode Island tonight for Tribute to the Troops, which is their big annual show dedicated to the military. They do such a tremendous job. So we did a little promotion. My guy, Jimmy Shapiro, uh, hooked it all up, uh, you know, uh, uh, because ww I mean, it's right down the road in Providence, Rhode Island. Well, not right down the road, but, you know, close enough. Tribute to the Troops, Army, Navy, all that we thought. And Montez Ford served in the military as a Marine, okay? And— his wife, you may remember, Bianca Belair, Belair, who we had on a couple of months ago. W- whatever. So I, I I, have to do the interview on my phone, on a Zoom, right, on my phone, because my computer doesn't work. So I record the damn interview. I get done recording the interview. It was a great interview. I can't find it on my phone. I have no idea where it is. I spent hours Looking for it in every file, every app, everything you could possibly fathom. I have no idea how to retrieve the interview out of my phone, which I recorded on my phone via Zoom. It's not in Zoom. It's not anywhere. I've checked every button. I've checked everywhere. It's not, you know, it, it, like normally when you save it to your laptop, it converts right in front of you. And, you know, you go into the Zoom folder, da 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 and you can pull it up. How many interviews, Maddie? do I do on Zoom, right? I do a bunch. Yeah. Okay. And, and you know, no, I've, I've never had a problem, right? I, I've never done one on the phone like this, and I cannot find it for the life of me. I, so,
6: I think this comes back to the green bubble struggle that you constantly suffer.
1: I, I You know, call it the green bubble struggle, call it roosteritis, whatever you want to call it, uh, I am just an absolute mess, just an absolute, just ridiculous, embarrassing, putrid excuse for a human being. I'm awful. I just, I, I have no luck. I, I try and do the right thing. I'm a nice guy. I try and treat people with respect. Uh, I, I try just try and do a little radio show for three hours a day. Uh, here I am at this great event, right? Uh, I'm so lucky and so privileged to be here. I mean, you know, uh, again, they treat us like kings. It's wonderful. They do such a tremendous job. Tr- Everybody's nice. Everybody's helpful. They could not be more helpful, and yet I continue to have things, not even necessarily my fault, but maybe some are maybe some aren't just go completely awry well just completely awry
6: next week if we randomly play an interview that should have been played today <laughs> you know why we found we found it yeah, it, took good, good, good it took a while took took a couple good days call. but we found uh, it
1: When you're not watching the Wizards and the Brooklyn Nets or listening to the Brooklyn Nets and the Wizards uh, here on the Team 980, check out starting at 8 o'clock from Providence, Rhode Island on Fox, Fox 5 in D.C. or Fox wherever you are if you're listening on the Odyssey app. To tribute to the troops, WWE, and their annual show that they've been doing for, gosh, 21, 22 years. And they literally used to do it from a combat zone in, like, the Persian Gulf and, you know, all that's, I mean, but they will do a tremendous job. They'll put a couple of hours of great TV. If you love wrestling, you love wrestling. If you love the military. And, of course, again, that's the tie in here tribute to the troops as we sit here uh, at the Army Navy. Game So some of my travel uh, issues, some of my logistical issues, but everybody here, I mean, they gave me a backup laptop. Uh, You know, I I mean, you know, Troy's set up the whole thing, uh, you know, for me. And and again, doing my research and and doing all sorts of stuff that I should have uh, in front of me that, of course, I don't have. You're, you know, doing great as always helping me out. Everybody is so kind. And I'm such an idiot. I'm such a moron. I'm such a dum-dum that I just can't help myself. And I'm probably going to trip over something on my way out the door. Oh, that's a a guarantee. Exactly. Speaking of dum-dum of the day, why don't we come back and put an icing on the cake, a lid on the festivities, if you will, from here in Boston before we head on out. And again, I'll be at Gillette Stadium tomorrow. Uh, check me out on social media, of course, at Russellmania621, Chris Russell, D.C. On Instagram, uh, we'll have plenty of pictures, videos, coverage uh, of all of that. And of course, make sure again you check out all of our content. Uh, Maddie's got it all isolated for you, broken down, uh, carved up for you on the Odyssey app. Uh, and as, just go to the Chris Russell Show and Team 980, or uh, go to theteam980.com and we'll have it all for you there if you missed any of our great interviews and conversation from earlier today. But coming up next, Dum Dum of the Day. We wrap it up from here in Boston on the team. 980 in the Odyssey app. All right, everybody, we are wrapping up shop here at Media Row in Boston. Presented by USAA as well, the 124th Army-Navy game tomorrow afternoon at Gillette Stadium. You can listen to it on Westwood One Sports via the Odyssey app. As well, our guy Ross Tucker, who was on earlier, will be part of that broadcast, uh, as he always is and does a great job. But first, before we finish up with another story that I got to get to, we're going to do a little slightly early dum-dum of the day action. And this one, Matty Ice found, and Matt just played the song on the way in. I'm going to let him explain it all, because you're not going to believe how ridiculous this headline is
4: it's time for Dum Dum of the day
1: absolutely we try and match it up with sports when we can but this was too rich this was too rich for us to ignore so all credit to matty eyes he found this in the new york post headline tourist busted smuggling otters and a prairie dog through an airport guess where boys and girls In his pants, but um, if yes, if you guess pants, you're right. You, corniest guy on the the the, the universe. (laughs) I am not. I am not. All right. So this story comes to us from Australia. Uh, Actually, I'm sorry. uh, No, from Thailand. 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 Thailand authorities were shocked to find when they busted a tourist attempting to smuggle two otters and a prairie dog. Through an airport in his pants want more sure you do of course you do Uh, there's some video showing uh the man uh trying to bust through uh security he was 22 years old a taiwanese traveler he had reportedly brought the animals bought the animals at a market in bangkok and then proceeded to stuff them in his underwear before arriving at the International Airport in Bangkok on December the 5th Go
5: ahead, car, well uh, all over me then.
1: <laughs> he was he was slated to fly from Bangkok to Taiwan however authorities as you could figure going through security noticed an unusually large bulge <clears throat> wobbling around below the waist. Sir, is that a ruler in your pants or is it an otter in your pants or maybe two otters? So they sent him to the x-ray station where, of course, the x-rays revealed that uh, a couple of critters, otters, were wriggling around down under like a traveling circus in his trousers, the story says. And well, as you could imagine, a subsequent strip search then revealed that he had been holding two Asian small-clawed otters and a prairie dog, which he had stuffed in three separate socks and taped to his designer boxer shorts. Next thing you know, he calls the chicken police on me. <laughs> um, so what happened here is um, the man, of course, was, well, uh, he, he, he was arrested. Uh, And authorities said, Thailand is not a gateway to smuggle exotic animals out of the country. We will catch anyone who tries to take animals on planes, especially if they stuff them in their pants and in their designer boxer shorts. And I've seen the man in his designer boxer shorts. I I mean, I guess they're designer boxer shorts. I have no idea what this guy was doing. Uh, And uh, obviously, uh, authorities took care of. Uh, the situation. And uh, here's the, here's the point boys and girls. When I go back from Boston on Sunday morning, back to Ronald Reagan air, I can guarantee you they might find a can of fruit cocktail in my work bag like they found yesterday. Yes. That's another story. I didn't tell I stuffed a can of fruit cocktail in my work bag (sighs) that I was going to have as a snack. And I forgot about it and they found it and they x-rayed it and then they let me go. But I can guarantee you, I will not have any otters Or any exotic dogs in my boxers and in my bag on my way from Logan back to Reagan National. And neither should you if you're getting ready to travel anywhere. And that is our dum-dum of the day. Congratulations. You're Chris's dum-dum of the day. Yes, indeed. I wanted to save a little bit of time. Matty, what have we got? About uh, three minutes, right?
6: Yeah, we got about three minutes.
1: Okay. So our boss... C.K. sent uh, this to me um, earlier today. It was the first thing I pretty much saw uh, this morning. And um, <clears throat> he just sent me an awful announcing story, and he said, your guy, at an explanation point. And it's Charles Barkley. And Charles Barkley went off, based on his new television show on CNN, uh, not having the most impressive ratings out of the gate. And Charles Barkley went off on the Nielsen rating system saying, quote, these Nielsen people are the biggest clowns in the world. Now, he 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 cursed a lot uh, because he cursed on his own podcast with Ernie Johnson. Of course, you know that they do inside the NBA on TNT. So Charles was not happy with the Nielsen process, and he went on to say, look, they have no idea what they're watching. They have no idea who's watching. They have no idea how they're measuring. They have no clue who's even watching the most popular pregame show or studio show in the world inside the NBA on TNT. And to which I say, you got to listen to the audio again. We can't play it because there's too uh, too much cursing, and it would just be a nightmare to edit out. But to which I say... Charles freaking Barkley is god. He is an icon, a global icon who is taking on who is taking on the television ratings industry with one big epic rant and taking them down and exposing them in ways that little old me just doesn't have the platform to say but Charles Barkley does because he's Charles freaking Barkley. He's the king. He is Charles Barkley. He has CNN. He has TNT, Turner Sports. He can say whatever he wants. And I don't love Charles Barkley just because he's a big hockey fan. I love Charles Barkley because he tells the truth. Television ratings and the Nielsen ratings are a disaster, and they always have been. I can't believe how many people in our industry, Buy them hook, line, and sinker. Do not question them. Do not wonder how authentic they are, how articulated they are, how counted they are, how random sample they are, how small the sample size is. I cannot believe for the life of me how many people think television ratings are accurately done and processed. And I didn't see this story. C.K. sent it to me because he knew I would get fired up. My guy, Charles Barr, I say this. Charles Barkley for president of the frickin' United States of America. Woo! <gasps> How about them apples? Atta boy, Chuck. Atta boy. He's so right. So right. So correct. I mean, I can't say anything about radio ratings. I think I'm under prohibition. But, you know, I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree is what I would say. Okay. But television ratings, I don't think I'm under any restrictions for. They suck. There's no way, there's no chance we know how many people are watching these games. Now, digital is different. Digital streaming is different. They have ways to measure that. I, I'm not questioning that. I'm talking about television ratings on fill-in-the-blank channel, fill-in-the-blank network, fill-in-the-blank show. Charles Barkley is gone. All right, thanks to all of our guests who joined us here at the set, including Hugh Douglas, Matt Burke, Keenan Reynolds, uh, as well, um, uh, Joe Andruzzi, Ross Tucker. Uh, and, uh, and 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 Wayne from uh, USAA. Thanks to Troy. Uh, thanks to Cliff, who helped us out earlier. Uh, Troy's been standing side by side. He's on his way back to his hometown in Philadelphia. I'll be back in D.C. on Sunday. Thanks to Matty Ice. Thanks to all uh, who helped out the show. Thanks to USAA, Jimmy Shapiro, uh, and everyone here in Boston. Have a great Friday night. Greg Hoffman back in the saddle, and he's next. Stay tuned for him. From USAA Media Row in Beantown, I am the Rooster, Chris Russell. Have a great weekend. See you back here on Monday.
0: We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof?